Shalom. You're listening to Exercising Your Faith Podcast. We are a community of believers all over the world chasing after more of him. We meet right here twice a week with a fresh word from our host, Mr. Lois Terrell. I am Anita Armstrong, your co-host, and I also want to encourage you to jump over to our Facebook, Exercising Your Faith Podcast on Facebook and check us out. Join the conversation, get inspiration, and also updates on what's to come and also what we are currently doing. Amen. All right. I have so much that I want to say, and I am doing my best to just say what I'm supposed to say here today on the podcast and save the rest for another time. I have been reading guys. I have been reading and studying and God has just filling me up. And I have all these questions that I've been asking and he's been releasing the answers to me a little bit here and there. And of course, you know, I just want to share, 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 but but, but, but I am going to stick to what he told me to share today and work on the things that he wants me to share later in the way that he wants it done. So we are here today. And I, one of the things I've been looking up was trends. And when I'm talking about trends, I look up a lot of different things, fashion, makeup, you know, whatever, um, what's going on in the politics, what's going on in politics and whatnot. And the one that I'm going to share today is about trends of global Christianity. That was one that I don't hear much about. And that's just because the circle that I'm in, that's just not a conversation or topic that comes up very often. So of course I had to dive into that myself and, and, you know, just see what's going on. Cause I'm nosy. So I wrote down a few things I'm going to share with you today about global Christianity. So Christianity continues to grow. That's for sure. It makes sense. The earth is shifting. God is shifting. There's some, there's some things that are going to be taking place and God is going to protect his, right? The ones who believe and, and confess and follow him and love him. He's going to protect us. So Christianity continues to grow and Catholics remain to be the largest group of Christianity. I didn't really understand, uh, how all that fit. Like you have Pentecostal, you have this, you have that. Like I always thought Christianity was this whole separate thing. Like Catholics and Christianity was, or Christian being Christian is different because I've heard of non-denominational, you know, different terms. And I just didn't really get it. So for me, I had to look up, okay. So if Catholics remain to be the largest group in Christianity, I was like, so then what is Christianity? And basically Christianity just means teachings of Jesus of Nazareth. So any religion, I'm going to say religion that is teaching about Jesus is considered to fall under the umbrella of Christianity. That was an eye opener for me. I, I didn't quite understand how that all that connected. So I'm glad I jumped into that topic more. Um, places where Christianity is growing the fastest is, that's like a trivia question, would have never guessed. Um, I was thinking the US, right? No, actually it's growing the fastest in Africa and then Asia. I thought that was mind blowing to me. More than 90 million Bibles will be printed this year. U.S. customers will purchase about 25% of the new Bibles. That's the trend each year. The new Bibles that are printed, 25% of that is being bought up by the U.S. 
And so there are over 80,000 different versions of the Bible. I knew there was there were tons, but when you put a number on like 80,000 different versions, I'm assuming that also encompasses like language. Um, I've heard some really different topics and, you know, Bibles for this and Bibles for that. So I don't know if all that, that is under the same umbrella. I'm, I'm, I'm think I'm hoping that we're talking about just Bibles that are about Christianity or Bibles that are about Jesus Bibles that, you know, the Holy Bible, like, you know, I, I have different versions too, but they all talk about Jesus. So I don't know. That's interesting. And I'll, as time goes on, I'm sure I'll look into that more. Um, one of the last things I want to share is that the Bible is the best-selling book every single year. Now, me being in publishing and author and this and that, I didn't realize that every single year was a best-selling book because a lot of people aren't talking about the Bible. You're not, you don't see it on. Um, I guess because it's a trend, it keeps happening. You don't see it on. Oh, the, the, the best-selling book on the news. And you know, like, you just don't hear about it. it doesn't, it's not talked about. So I just didn't pay attention to it myself. I didn't pay attention to that statistic. And so also it is, the Bible is also the most stolen book. And a lot of that comes from people are like, well, I thought the Bible, you know, a lot of places you go, the Bible is free. You can ask for a copy. They give you one, especially at churches. A lot of them have extra Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, they give you one. So people like in hotels and store, not stores, but like hotels, restaurants. Um, I'm trying to think of theaters or, you know, places that is not necessarily a church. People will say, oh, it's the Bible and they'll take it with them. Sometimes it's not even because they're going to read it. It's just because they think it's free. So these are just some topics, some statistics that are trending that I was thought was interesting and wanted to share with you. So we are going to prepare our heart and minds for a message that's coming forward today from Mr. Lois Terrell. The title of this one is called The Place. And my, 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 that place is beautiful. Prepare your heart, prepare your mind, get your notes. Let's take a listen. I'm going to do a message, The Place. That was then and this is now. You had ended that time of your life and went through to be in the place. The place where God prepared and created you to be. The place where I made plans for you. The place where I am sending you. The place where you feel unqualified. The place where you are unpolished, just authentic and raw because Jesus is in it. The place where you might not be able to edit something out on the spot. The place where there are others like you and are waiting to see that God didn't judge you, but kept nudging you to step out. The place where God needs you to pour because you're overflowing and it's so much more. You're on your way to the place of uneasiness, but realize it's not for their pleasing. It's only me, meaning God, you need to please. And I'm not teasing with you. The place where I saw myself going for years, but I wouldn't take the step 
and have now caused me to shed tears. The place where I can be free to give out what's inside of me. The place where I'm not going to be expected, but because I am being redirected and resurrected, I'm going and representing others in the place. Because there are people like me who are afraid, who are doubtful, who are weighed down, who are nervous, who are an introvert. But there is the place where you can go and be and do what God has called you to do. So please go out and experience the place that I'm talking about. The air is thinner. It's not as heavy as you think. There are people and experiences there that you have never thought you would have encountered. There's, in this place, there's territory, there's comfort, there's love, there's support. Please take a walk and go into this place. Y'all be blessed. And I just feel so good. And I know as I go to this place and spend time in this place and in this space, there are going to be things that I'm going to go off script with. And I'm not polished, like I said before, and make perfect sense all the time. But see, God doesn't judge us. We are more critical of ourselves than God is. But when God calls you out and you go to that place and take your space, you don't have to worry about anything, anyone, anybody. Everything you need, he's going to provide. And I'm going to share this because it's only fair for me to share this. I have not talked to one of my friends in months. And she's my one of my supporters on the podcast. And I'm not asking you to do this. Please hear me. I want you to get the real meaning of this. She asked me for my address last week. Then yesterday she asked me for my podcast. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, for my cash app, which I don't have. And I told her I have access to one through someone else. She asked me to send it to her. I sent it to her. Do you know she blessed me with $50? I did not ask for this. Oh, I'm about to cheer up. Because when I sold the seed to the county for the injustice of the kids, and I said it was going to be a year before I did a conference. It was one year to the date, April the 2nd of 2022. The seed I sold and the vision that I saw was in Rutherford County. So this $50 is just letting me know that you can really give up your business and everything. And you have not even given it up yet. But you're going to that place. And I'm going to send people to keep you in that place. To keep your space. And 
continue to deliver to the people in the kingdom and the seeking more of me and seeking my guidance in me sending you out to a new place to take over new territory to send you in new zip codes to send you in places you never thought you were gonna be but see you've gone through the process the initial shock the setbacks dealing with the business and being a widow and being a young middle-aged mother and your kids being teenagers I've taken them to a place where they know responsibilities and they know how to take care of themselves. They know how to manage. All you got to do is oversee them in their place, in their space. So now I'm getting ready to release you with your wings so you can fly out and see and show other people and experience and testify of the places that you're getting ready to go and the way that you got there and the things you endured is now the place where you can close your business because I have equipped you with the materials and the tools and I'm going to provide for you. Now go to the place, places where I'm calling you because you're going to open the door for so many more to step out into the unknown. Mm, mm, mm. Amen. Wow. Wow. That sounded so, it was beautiful. To me, it was, it was um, like ballet. It was very soft. And at the same time, it was very powerful. And it's coming from the sound that I heard. It was, remember, I'm very artsy. It sounded like, like her heart was pouring or even bleeding, you know, um, bleeding for God, bleeding out for Jesus, you know, just pouring out for Jesus, more of Jesus. And the word that kept, the words that kept popping up, of course, you know, words, it was intimacy. And I kept thinking about intimacy and how beautiful intimacy is and how powerful and special intimacy is. And and I'm not talking about just sexually, but you can have an intimate, you can have an intimate encounter or relationship in different ways. And when you think about spiritual intimacy, that is what I'm gathering. That's what I'm feeling. And that's, as she's sharing, I'm like, that's what if I could put it a, a title on it or a bowl or put it in a bowl and categorize it, the, the essence that I'm feeling when she's sharing and what I feel that she's sharing is spiritual intimacy. And when you think about the word intimacy, spiritual intimacy, it's like a mutual response. When you have experienced the word intimacy or the, the, the presence of intimacy, it's a mutual thing. It is a beautiful thing. It's a mature thing. It's an agreed upon thing. Not one part is heavier than the other. It just blends well and it's it's euphoric. It's, it's just fascinating, amazing, tranquilizing. And 
mutual, having a mutual response or a mutual spiritual intimacy encounter, to me that this is God saying, I want to spend more time. We have been in a place with God for many months now on this podcast. And he's saying, like, he just wants to just, as young people would say, I just want to chill. I just want to relax. I just want to chill with you. Stop rushing. So busy. You know, spend time with me. Because I have this gift for you. This on the other side of the other, of the, on the other side of the unknown. I have this beautiful, uniquely made, special gift that's between you and I. It's special between you and him, what he's calling you to. And so intimacy, again, it's like a a calling and a response. It's the same energy. God's calling you with with the intensity that he's calling you and you respond to him in the same way. I truly feel that Ms. Terrell did that. He called her out and and he was so excited and so full to fill her up. And she answered and she constantly says, I'm so full. He fills her up with more work, with more of him. And he is her provider, 100%. God misses us. And when I say that, he misses us because... I feel he wants us to slow down. And I'll talk to you later on about pausing. He wants us to slow down and pause, acknowledge him. If you've ever been in a situation where you're hanging out with somebody and it's like they're there, they're present, they're physically there, but they're not there spiritually. They're on their phone, they're occupied, they're busy. You say one thing like, oh, wow, that's a pretty purple shoe, blah, blah, blah. And then they respond, huh, I wonder if my bank account, like totally off topic. So, you know, they didn't hear you. They're there. And when that opening to speak happened, that was their turn to speak. And guess what? They're talking about something else. They're not there. I hope I'm not confusing you. And so I feel like that's what God is calling us out of a place. Not so much that we've been ignoring him, but he's just saying, slow down, pause and spend time with me. Look at me, like literally look at me and feel me. And guess what? Once we are, we've, we've been filled up with each other. I am going to release you into new and better territory, new and better place. He wishes that we would come into his presence more often and for a longer time. So when Ms. Terrell is talking about her business closing and this and this and that, guess what she's getting ready to do? She's getting ready to step what I call into full-time ministry. And that comes with all, you know, it comes with a whole bunch of stuff. At the same time, he knows that she trusts him 100%. He knows that she trusts him 100%. And he trusts her 100% with what he's going to give her and the amount that he's going to give her, when and how he's going to give it to her. He trusts her. He's tested her. She's proven she's passed the test. You have gone through similar things. You will go through similar things. Oh, wow. Intimacy. It's, 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 it's a beautiful song, a calling. I call it a call, like a cadence. He says something or he does something. He echoes, he says he does something. And then we echo it back. What he said. That's how I feel. I think it's a beautiful echoing song. I'm trying to use my words to describe 
so that you can f- get what I'm saying. I, I don't want to mislead you. So, hey man, that is strong. When I say strong, that is a strong thing. Intimacy is definitely here. God is calling us into more intimacy with him. He said, calm, he said, just calm down and just pause and just, just hang out with me for a little bit longer. Just hang out with me for a little bit longer. Meet me with the same energy that I'm giving you. Basically, that's how I, I gather it. So, amen. I want to leave us with a scripture that reminds me of this. I'm so excited. Like I told you, I have so much I want to share. I want to leave you with the scripture, Psalm 63, 1 through 11. I'm going to read a piece of it and you can go and look up the rest. I'm reading from the ESV, Psalm 63, 1 through 11. Now we know that Psalm is written by David and he's a poet. He's a poet, a psalmist. Sometimes they say a psalmist is someone who writes songs at the same time. Most poetry can be turned into songs. And a lot of times songs can be read as poetry. So Psalm 63, 1 and 11, a Psalm of David, when he was in the wilderness of Judah, oh God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked up, I'm sorry. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. Amen. Wow. Right? That right there to me is a beautiful description of intimacy with God. He said he looked, he looked for him in the sanctuary, saw him in the sanctuary. Of course, of course, I've experienced that. If you have not, please do so. I have been, well, I I have been in sanctuaries before where it's empty, just me and him. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful experience. And your sanctuary can totally be your special place in your home, wherever you pray, your prayer closet, your car. The sanctuary is just where he's at, his presence. I have been in a physical sanctuary and then in my personal sanctuary and then in my spiritual sanctuary. So just meet him where he is. He will meet you where you are. You guys will meet in your special place and you will have an opportunity to share and talk and build your relationship. Amen. Wow. Woo. That's awesome. Invitation to the place. That's how I see it. This, this message was like an invitation to the place, the place that you know of you and him. It's you guys, special place. Amen. All right. I'm going to get ready to go. Um, I love you guys. We will be back again in a few days. Ponder on this. Amen.